So, hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil, and we are back from our Storm Chaser Roundtable. We're doing our second edition, and we're calling this one uh, Storm Chaser Roundtable 2, I think is a good name. But, hey, we've got Daniel Shaw, Michael Binsky, and Hank Shima. They're joining us for the second round. We're also going to play some Tornado Trailer Trash and, of course, our hashtag Weather Fools all on Stormfront Freaks Live! Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather show. This is Stormfront Freaks Live. And uh, I want to put a little shout out to all of our Patreon members. Uh, MJ's got them scrolling across the bottom of the screen, but uh, we want to thank them all for supporting the show. Uh, you can join us as well. Uh, if uh, all of our Patreon members, they get access to our exclusive Facebook group. We've got over 50 of our past guests on that group, all of our co-hosts, and uh, we like to share videos and photos and stuff we don't share anywhere else. Uh, it's not one of those kind of uh, uh, websites, but uh, some great stuff. We also have some tiers that include exclusive Stormfront Freaks merchandise, if, if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, but you can help support the show for as little as $5 a month. So again, want to uh, thank all of our uh, supporters uh, that are part of that. Uh, I do want to mention, I, I've talked about this a little bit in some of the past shows, to make sure you mark your calendars for Saturday, November 18th, uh, we have got the Weather Pods Disaster Relief Telethon coming up. We're going to be streaming live right here on our YouTube channel from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, we've got top names in weather joining us. Uh, we've also got partners including Carolina Weather Group, Chaser Chat, and Weather Brains are all going to be hosting this and a part of this great telethon. Our lineup of confirmed guests, we're going to release that really soon, so keep an eye on social media. Uh, but it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great opportunity during this Thanksgiving season to donate to the American Red Cross Disaster Relief Fund and really help others that uh, need that kind of help and won't maybe be having the Thanksgiving we're used to having or as more disasters come, uh, really supporting a, a good cause. So again, that's November 18th, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here on our YouTube channel. So I'm going to go ahead. Uh, it's always happy hour when we record. It's a great way for us to not only introduce the co-host joining us tonight, uh, but also just kind of let you know we like to have a lot of fun, geek out about weather, talk about some cool stuff. But I only have one person, one co-host here tonight to find out what he's drinking, and it's our storm chaser and photographer, Greg Johnson. Uh, Greg, what are you bringing tonight? Well, I'm actually in a hotel. I'm in a Days Inn in Red Deer, Alberta. And uh, so I'm drinking out of my Wyndham Rewards uh, paper <laughs> cup, and I've got a little bit of gin and juice. So uh, it should Ooh. be a fun night, guys. Been there. You, you need <laughs> one of those uh, Snoop on a Stoops uh, yeah, for Christmas. No yeah, you, you bet I do. To, with that gin and juice. But, uh, of course, we got MJ in the back running the show, and I know Garrett and Angela, our, our VIPs, are behind the scenes as well. But, Greg, uh, let's get to our guests and get going on some of this conversation. Well, listen, guys, we have in store for you tonight, this is what I would call 
uh, Storm Chaser royalty here tonight. And uh, I don't want to make them blush or anything, but we've got Daniel <laughs> Shaw, Hank Shima, and Michael Binsky. Uh, uh, three of, uh, uh, I would, I mean, I don't think it's uh, out of no. the bunny ears. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, we yeah. got, uh, yeah. we got uh, bunny ears going. We're gonna, we got some Taylor Swift questions coming up. But listen, let me introduce these guys. We've got Daniel uh, Shaw, who uh, is an active storm chaser and, and weather expert from Australia. He travels to the United States for three months every tornado season. He streams live for his supporters. And if you've ever followed his stuff, he is an intense dude. He takes his viewers into the passenger seat during his chases. He works as a national news director of Severe Weather Australia. And he dedicates his life to supporting professional and public content creators across the world. All of us who are content creators, whether you're a photographer, videographer, uh, owe a, a debt of gratitude to Daniel for the work he's done in that area. Uh, we also have Hank Shima here with us, also known as Picos Hank. He's a musician, songwriter, filmmaker, and professional storm chaser based in Houston, Texas. He has directed and produced a catalog of storm and nature documentation. If you don't, if you haven't followed him already, go on YouTube right now, pause this podcast. It's way better going on his stuff uh, and check out uh, his work for the weather channel, discovery channel, national geographic and way more. Going on his stuff. And, uh, and then also we've got with us, Michael Binsky. Mike is a storm chasing wedding photographer. That's his words, not mine. He's based out of Phoenix, Arizona. And when he's not shooting weddings, He's chasing storms across the desert southwest and the central plains. Uh, Mike creates amazing time-lapse films. Uh, again, if you uh, if you haven't followed his stuff, go on YouTube right now and check it out. Michael Binsky. Uh, his work has been seen across the world in commercials, documentaries, magazines, and even uh, feature films. Now, guys, uh, again, I said we were going to get to some Taylor Swift questions. Well, let's hold those off for a minute. But I'm going to start with Hank. Uh, Hank, we, uh, off, uh, off camera here a little while ago, we were talking about your, uh, video footage, uh, from Oklahoma from 2020, the big COVID year. Um, we have a segment on this show called weather fools When people watch that video and, uh, see what you're doing in that video as you're driving towards this tornado that's ripping apart this building. Um, people must think you're a complete idiot for doing that. Um, how do you handle it? like how, like what, what goes through your head when you're doing that and how do you approach people or, or how do you respond to people who think like, this is crazy. This is insanity. First off, thanks for that introduction, Greg. And, and you left yourself out guys like Greg is, you know, one of the greats. So, uh, you know, you had to have the show storm, storm hunter, right? Tornado hunters, tornado, tornado hunter. hunter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We watch it all the time. <laughs> 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 not according to the not according to the ratings you didn't <laughs> yeah but uh, anyway uh so thank you for that but uh the medill i think that's a great you guys greg already knows the answers to this but uh you know i, I did some i i did some dangerous chasing this year that i'm not proud of but the medill to me i would do every time because visibility was so good it was an lp and it was a really tight, small mesocyclone. So when people see the tornado when you're up close, you know, a big, a big factor is how close you're going to get is, is what's going on over your head. And man, that right. mesocyclone was so tight. We all know nothing can really happen there. And you could, it was so clear you could see the debris perimeter, like large debris, medium debris leaves. 
you know, and I was just kind of inching up in the leaves and, and actually I was paying attention to the power lines because I was downwind of the power line. So I was all the way to the right in case they came down. But that was my biggest concern and felt really safe chasing that tornado. Now, well, li listen, we, we've all heard, I mean, we, we've all grown up with, you know, the bill from Twisters and, and listen, uh, we have some great guests on this show. They get super excited when they're around a tornado, right? There's some yelling and some screaming and some, you know, high energy stuff going on. Hank, you sounded literally like you were narrating a children's book when, when, you know, uh, on, on camera, when you're doing that, I mean, it was, it was quite remarkable. I don't think I could, I would have that level of composure. You know, it's, it's hard to scream when your jaws on the floor <laughs> and I'm just like, it's weird. I, I, I just, I'm speechless. Every, every time I see him, I'm speechless. Okay, so we, we refer to this as zero metering, right? Like getting that, that, that moment, like pulling up to the tornado as close as you can get without getting into the, you know, the heavy debris. Daniel, you've been there uh, probably countless times, maybe more than all of us combined. Uh, Mike, you've had your situations in, in that. Daniel, let's go to you. <laughs> zero metering is... <laughs> I don't... Is what Dan... Is what Pecos did a zero metering or is zero metering getting hit by that? Because I feel like this last year or so, zero metering means you get hit by the tornado. Yeah, Hank was kind of 10 metering. Hank, maybe. Yeah, Hank's like a 10 metering. <laughs> yeah, Hank was 10 metering. 10, okay, so Daniel, seven, you, Daniel, seven you zero, Daniel, you zero metered uh, at El Reno, right? And, and I know you've, you've had a couple I, other... I, I zero metered things. for four minutes and 20 seconds on El Reno. <laughs> and I can right. tell you now, it was not fun working at how you're going to die. It, didn't you feel that way? Seriously? Did, did you feel that way? Did, was there that, that coming to Jesus moment, that like, like life flashing before your eyes type? I moment? think I went through in that a number of religions. It was, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say dollar cost average. I mean, why not make use of all of them at, at that moment? That was, that was a bad day. I mean, there was a whole segment covered on Stormfront Breaks on that. Not a fun day. I wouldn't recommend it. It comes down to, I mean, Hank's talked about this. What is the intent to zero meter? Um, if you've zero metered by accident or because you've been careless or because you've been desperate to get that shot to play catch up and something's gone wrong, you've made a mistake. If you're, I guess, you get zero metering to get a great shot, Mike Mars got a great shot of this, a, a drill bit, clear tornado in front of him, debris nearby, but really at a Unless is that the one from Minnesota? Nearby. Is that the Minnesota yeah, one? I, bl I believe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he. Is, I mean, it, he's he's got a drill bit. It wasn't expanding. He's got great viewership of it. It was a great and, video. I mean, as long as you've got an, a way to get out, but you've got to factor all these things. What's nearby? What's your power lines? What's your debris? What? Are, say a piece of sheet metal gets picked up. You're not near the tornado, but then it's just you're, you're so focused, so close that if something a brick falls on your head, gets lifted, and goes up two, three hundred feet, and just drops, and you're, you're dead. So what's the point? So being that close, being outside the car is not exactly advisable. So you've got to factor, is there a danger for debris, electricity, lightning? And what but don't type you of think, content though, Daniel, are you getting? Let me, let me interrupt you, though. Don't you think that some of the zero metering that we saw, for example, over the last couple of years, those dudes are not even thinking about the piece of sheet metal that's flying around? Mike, Mike you're kind of nodding your head there. Well, I think, uh, like... Mike, Mar the Mars one that from Ashby, Minnesota, that Daniel's talking about, they were kind of following it. 
you know, right behind. So, and it was a drill bit, clear sky, it's easy. The ones that I've seen lately are where they get in the path of it. Right, or, or not, even in the rain wrap. In like, the rain wrap, they're in the path and they're not thinking about an escape route. Now, I am not like these, I don't, I don't 10 meter, I don't quarter mile meter. <laughs> I mean, sometimes maybe, but, and I would like to, but I'm generally, you know, photographer, I'm a little back a little bit, but that uh, terrifies me to be that close. So, so I'm, even as far back as I am, I'm looking for escape routes all the time. And right. I've seen a lack of kind of that this year a little bit. So, but everybody well, well, that's okay. that Mike. And that's what I want to ask all three of you is because all three of you, I think have, have done a great job in your chasing to turn it into something great after the fact, right? Like, uh, I know Hank, you, the stories that you put together from from that is is outstanding, and of course, Mike, the the um, time lapse stuff you do is is unbelievable, and 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 of course, even uh, Daniel with the streaming that you do, uh, you're still kind of putting that that story into it. But it does seem like, and and you guys let me know, but does it seem like that there's a younger generation? You know, I, I made a comment here. Christine is calling this the the old man's club. All have glasses now, besides <laughs> Phil. And I, I actually like have Daniel glasses. right here. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. That, that, that was CGI effect. That, that, that was a Zoom filter. I don't really wear glasses. <laughs> so, so I have glasses. I'm just not wearing them tonight. But, but realistically, right? Is is the the old old man and woman way of of storm chasing and creating these stories and doing stuff after the fact? Is that going by the wayside or is that different from now people are, and Daniel, you've been, you know, live streaming. Is that, is that the new generation live streaming, get super close, get crazy. Uh, where is that going? And, and Mike, let me just yeah. start with you on that. If I can start oh, with you first. Yeah. You know, I, I was gonna say, I've seen a lot of people doing, um, you know, the streaming on either YouTube or Twitch, which has been like kind of big, a lot of people trying to do that. What's funny is I feel like I've, you know, there is definitely a younger generation and I hate to say anything about that because I feel like I came in 10, 13 years ago and I wasn't necessarily young in my thirties, but um, I feel like I did that. So I love all the new people and it's fun meeting them. Um, I do think that there's, you know, definitely this drive to make a mark for themselves or make a name for themselves. And so they're trying to do that. And a lot of them have been really successful, but I feel like there's still a lot. I see a lot of people trying to do what Hank does, you know, these videos where they narrate over it and it's awesome. It's hard to match what Hank does. So, um, but I see that And Daniel, there's people out there, you know, live streaming on Twitch and trying to do um, the same thing. But, you know, if you watch Daniel, it's incredible, but um, I don't know, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the people that even came before me were daring. You you read the book, um, forget the name of the book, but Tim Samaras, a lot of the stories in there got my nerves kind of going a little bit. He got really close and Reed got really close before, you know, so I don't know that it's any different. It feels like it maybe because we can all see it more instantly yeah. on, on Twitter X, whatever, and these places where people get called out really quick and kind of social media, um, slammed upon by and, and let's group. let's let mike so. let's be honest about that too all of us let's be totally honest about it we all call those out when we see them but we all wish we were right there when that happened let, like none of you can say 
oh my god i wish i you know i i'm i'm glad i missed that tornado i don't think we might say that none of us really means that i don't think no <laughs> i wish i would have been nine meters further back from where they were no i, I don't maybe say that. no i i, I saw that. that ash the ashby tornado whenever right. i see photos of that i'm I would never be in Minnesota that time of year. I think it was July. I can't remember, but it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And um, I'm incredibly jealous of that because the amount of chances that we have, especially, you know, photographers to be on a tornado that's LP, no, not a lot of hail and rain going on where you can jump out and shoot it from like 50 feet. It's I've never had that chance and 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 maybe i need gotta force that but but yes definitely daniel yeah. how, how about you so obviously you you've been doing a lot of streaming and and that uh, mm. again i i don't know if it's if it's the younger generation or like mike said we're just seeing more of it um but but it seems like there's a lot of streaming there's there's a few answers to this it's actually a really complex questions there's chasers that want to do it for the adrenaline rush, chasers that want to do it for the fame, chasers because they just want to be the next Reed Timmer. Reed knows how to, good friends with Reed, great friends with yep. Reed. Reed knows how to chase really close quarter. Reed, I'm talking for anyone else dangerous. He's comfortable with it because he's done it for so long. He's good at it. But anyone else wanting to emulate it, because it's a very public it's on YouTube, he's doing this stuff live. People want to emulate thinking, I've seen it on YouTube. I've seen him do it 20 times. I can do it. When I'm getting close to a tornado, and this is a good example, Matador recently um, on that Texas day, Hank did something very smart. He backed away from it because he would have had to go across the core. I'm sure he'll talk about that a little bit later. I came across from the northern side of it. There was, Thor was really pissed that day. My, I was actually worried about the car being struck by lightning. There was that much lightning. The tornado was coming straight down the road. I managed to get the warning out really quickly. I stopped filming it, ran back to the car, and actually had uh, lunch recently with somebody who came from America. He does some work in Australia, and his friends were in one of the houses that got obliterated. They got the National Weather Service warning, and I was, I believe, the first person to actually report it through Spotter Network. Hmm. They got the warning, they got to shelter, their house was obliterated. They survived. I still got video. Did I get the best video? No. Did I run from it? You better believe it. I did. Was I scared by it? You better believe I was. I was in the town. I could hear it. I couldn't see it. I went, get out. I came back and reapproached it, but I kept my distance. Could I have got much better video? Absolutely. I could have got two miles close to that, three miles close to that. I was scared by it. And I have no trouble saying that. And in the video, anyone who calls me says, oh, you're a wimp. You're too far away. People get closer. You know what? Good, good luck. Um, just make sure your will's up to date. Because was I it, was scared by it. Was it and was I, it and rolling, I moved away from it? Was it rolling fork Mississippi uh this year where uh uh the, was was that the tornado where the 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 young storm chaser uh, got caught in the past? Yeah. yeah like mm -hmm. let, let, let's just yep. let's just hit that one for for a brief second. Like that uh was a clear mistake on the part of a chaser, maybe maybe some inexperience there. Um, but he took a lot of heat for that. And, uh, uh, you know, how, how Mike, how, what was your impression of that situation? You probably watched it from afar as well. You know, I'll be honest. I've, I've kind of taken the approach lately that, well, first off, I'm kind of the, the gang tackling of people on social media, whatever. I've kind of like tried to take a little bit of a backseat to that because it's exhausting and you kind of, but. I feel like if you want to make a mistake, I don't like 
that some of this stuff might look uh, reflect bad on chasers as a whole because after it's always done it's always like well there's going to be laws and people are going to do this and we're not going to be able to chase and that's the part where that's the only part that worries me really because i i want to keep doing this i love it you know it's my it's my life but if you want to get close and you're going to make a mistake i mean there are so many you know it you watch uh, the people that that uh, paraglide or whatever, you know, in the wingsuits and they die like these people are filming crazy videos of them flying next to mountains and they die. Mountain climbers, a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them die. You watch these documentaries and stuff and they're doing something they love and they're taking risks. And so I don't want that to happen. I really wish people, you know, maybe were a little bit more careful, but I but I'm almost like. I don't know. It's it's really hard because I'm people shouldn't be able to make their mistakes. And at the same time, I would like them to be safe and nothing happened to him. I know Marcus. I'm glad he was safe. I've seen him and, and met him and we're friends yeah. and I want him to be safe. Yeah. So, so Hank, I, you know, talking a little bit about as we're, we're we're in zero metering, there's obviously a difference between knowing what you're doing and not knowing what you're doing. Is Is there any kind of responsibility you feel that some of the more experienced chasers that get close and they're getting recognition and their footage is getting on TV and they're selling it. Is there any kind of responsibility you feel that they should have so that the younger generation doesn't see that and go, Oh, that's, that's how I get my footage sold. That's how I get follows is just to get as close as I can. And, and maybe they don't, aren't as experienced not I don't want to say they don't know what they're doing but just not as experienced I think before I might I might have thought like I don't care if they get hit and then now it's like this year two of my friends got hit Marcus and and Chris both friends of mine got hit and they're young and so yeah now I feel like Am I the common denominator here, you know, because I get close to tornadoes and, and the one thing, if I'm ever close to a tornado, it's usually because I don't want to give up my post. Like usually I position the tornadoes a mile away, two miles away and it's coming, it's coming and it's getting closer. And I'm just like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. And I think that's what happened with, with Chris. I mean, he loves tornadoes. You know, I think I can see him, you know, but that tornado was moving 50, 55 miles per hour. Mm. You know, I'm not, and, and, and it had, it was massive. It had a massive mesocyclone versus that one uh, in Texas last year that had the tiny mesocyclone again. And so, so for guys like Greg, Mike, Daniel, and me, our objective is to get great footage. And so sometimes if we're a, a mile away, that's the shot. But, there's a cult out there and the objective is close. It's not a, because sometimes close isn't the best shot. Sometimes it is. It's a, it's a competition who can get the closest. I'm seeing it more and more. Like I've got, I'm, I'm there, the tornadoes happen. I'm sitting back, you know, half a mile and they're just racing, <laughs> racing yeah. by. And I'm thinking yeah. it's, it's a, it's a muddy road. It's going to dead end what are you going to film other? I mean, yeah, the dust debris is cool up close, but you're going to miss the funnel. You're going to miss. And then, you know, of course, maybe if it does go Ray, you know, that was, that was amazing video. Um, but yeah. So I think there is a, okay, well, listen, I feel listen. responsibility to just say, Hey, watch your ass. 
Okay, so Hank, uh, let's let's go to you on this one then. Uh, we're going to change topic here a little bit. I want to I want to talk about um, uh, Brian M. Finger. We, I want to talk about drone photography, right? You're talking about getting close and the danger with it, but then now you put a drone up in the air, and uh, and you're you're you know six miles away from the thing, and you're getting this epic footage uh, uh, from a drone. First of all, are you down that road yet? In, in your own personal work, uh, is that going to be something that, to add to these incredible documentaries that you're making? And and where does the drone technology, where does the drone as far as storm chasing, where, is that the future? Is that going to be a, a fad? W- 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 you know, hit us with that right now. So I bring a drone with me and, and mm. I got to say, guys, when that precious moment comes and that tornado's on the ground and it's in front of us, I don't want to be looking at it on the screen. Right. And I always think I, I reach for the drone and I just say, uh-uh, I, I, I don't care. Like it, it's because I want to feel it. You know, I want to look at it. I can't imagine. I used to always think Werman, guys like Werman, Dr. Yeah. Werman and, and Howie, like I thought they had the worst jobs. Like they have to be inside <laughs> looking at a, at a scan. Like <laughs> yeah. while, there's a, while there's a tornado, that would drive me nuts. Like I don't want that job. I really want to try to get drone footage of tornadoes, but I, it's, I can't see myself picking up a, a device. You, okay, you but when you be, when you see it though, when you do see it though, it is pretty incredible footage. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I love it. It's that and and Brandon is just is Clemens is just the king of it, and right, I, yep, I want to compete with him yeah. in some way. But he's just so good at it, and he even says it's a completely different kind of chasing where. I'm not sure I want to change my, my, you know, what I'm doing to get Daniel. What about you drone in Australia? I've got two drones for Australia. I've got Starlink on my car. Now my Australian car regional chasing Australia is a a nightmare because you connectivity, but so is your drone restriction. So I've got two sets of drones, but the one's got a zoom lens because we have trees everywhere in Australia, unless you're really deep into the outback, it's really chase chase country is really hard. So it's connectivity. So I've got drones that will get me above the tree line so I can actually see what the hell I'm looking at and connectivity go, to go live. Without that drone, the entire chase is just the storms in your rear vision mirror or you're trying to get through it and around it. You, you can't really see where it is. So it's like being in Arkansas constantly. So, so you don't use where that you are in, with, with no connectivity. We've got Kansas and Nebraska and flat land you don't need a drone you all the, the best content you can pull over and this is why we chase america you've got flat very beautiful scenery um i mean obviously i want things to stay away from towns and away from population i think every storm chaser should be thinking and wishing for the same thing i want to see tornadoes the best one of the best tornadoes i've ever covered was cope colorado i had three around me and nothing was being hit there was no one there that's what we want to see but when it goes for towns and populations i i kind of i want it to stop um, because I've seen Joplin, I've seen what happens, I've seen more, I've, I've seen what happens to communities. And whilst we talk about the excitement, the creativity of capturing VO, I've also seen the after effects of what it does to people, what it does to people's lives. So I'll never, I always will prioritise getting a first warning out to give these people those extra few seconds. So drones can be a great tool to get a confirmation. But I think what's what every chaser, new, old, established, no matter what they do, at least make the phone call, at least make the report. So at least that first warning's out. 
then you've done your duty. We don't need 7,000 tornado reports. We just need one or two, but get, don't wait seven minutes. You see it, you can confirm it. If it hasn't been warned, warn it. And that's a duty of care that every chaser, young and old, must what, what's, do. What's the difference uh, in your two drones that you have, Daniel? Why, why oh, two? Just, just, and... um, just weight restrictions because there's different areas um, in Australia. There's different areas where you can't okay. fly. There's different classes of drone. Uh, but the bigger one has a three times lens, seven times lens. Great because, I mean, I can't go fly it outside a line of sight. So I can go up in the end, look at something 15, 20 k's away. We're limited by road network. You want to do a readjustment. This isn't Kansas. We can go down south 15 minutes across, 20 minutes, you're done. This is a three-hour reroute, so you might have to wait somewhere and zoom into it, but you can't see anything without and, – and there's no connectivity. So okay, Ob Obinsky, what about you? Obinsky, hmm. what, what about you with the drone? Where are uh, you I, I tried it years ago, and I think it's too much for me. Timing's um, I think not if right. The timing's not right. You have to um, – I've got camera set up because I'm a photographer. I want to shoot ground stuff if i'm also worried about a drone in the air with 50 mile per hour plus like inflow winds then i gotta pack up my cameras and land the drone it's i can't do both like i've I, i've reached the peak with three cameras at one time and a drone like i can't do it so i sold it but i think if i had a drone and was like brandon clement and uh Mfinger, like that'd be great but that would be like my sole focus i mean you literally have to be charging batteries driving along, launching it, filming it, landing it, and getting ahead and thinking completely. That's your gig. Yeah, That's your gig. That's what you do, yep. and they do it And these well. guys are like, in teams, right? I mean, are, is, are they generally two, uh, like somebody drive, like we all, Daniel, Mike, and me, we're aloners. So right. if you've got no, a guy you who's can't driving, do it all, yeah. Right? You they can't do it by do themselves. It They're by themselves. They do it by themselves, but they're very, very quick, just like us. Like you, Hank, but they just we're just they very quick at what they do. They're regimented, and we, and we could do it by ourselves if that's what we focused on. If so that's if, your gig, yeah. If that's your I, gig, but like Daniel, he's like the most epic live streamer and and spotter that's out there. I mean, and he's got to do that. And Hank focuses on what he does, and he's the best at that. And so, and I like what I do. And so, for me to like take on something new, that's the that's the uh, hard part I think about this is the um, competition, like. I like I like these guys because we we kind of all do something sort of different, even though we both love the same thing. We kind of have different. <laughs> That's things. why you like them. <laughs> well, yeah, because if I, because Hank was doing what I do and I hate him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, it's, it's funny not. you say that because if all three of us were in the same car, hypothetically driving the same car, <laughs> we would be producing three completely different videos, and we could be yeah. literally in the same car. Oh my God, Phil! Did we stuff. just did we just stumble upon some new super <laughs> dream team? team. It's dream the dream team. team. Of, None yeah. of us oh my would God, be we'll okay. Put you guys being, in. We would not be okay being in the same car. We would all be like, "Get me out of here!" The, <laughs> we're gonna put the three be... of you in a Mercedes Benz uh, camper van, and we're gonna oh. uh, throw you out across the plains one summer. That'd be fun. Well, I'll say you know, this: so, you know, sail. Like the taller yeah. the better. Yeah, yeah. 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 The so you know, Jordan Hall, you know, he's been doing some uh, some drone stuff while he's chasing with Reed. Um, is where I've I've noticed that he's probably been doing some stuff outside of that too. But I agree that it, that that seems to be maybe a better situation is if uh, either it's going to be your gig, like the, I'm just a this is my specialty. I'm a drone yeah. chaser. Or you're with a team, right? And so someone agrees to go, okay, I'm going to get this footage. And, and someone else says, okay, I'm going to go for that. And, and you're, you're kind of doing something different. Uh, that seems to make sense. 
So guys, let's let's change topic another uh, one more time here. Uh, and uh, uh, we've had on this show a couple times uh, uh, the Hurricane Man Josh Morgerman, and uh, I think we'd all agree he's one of the best at uh, hurricane chasing. And he and I have uh, argued about it uh, about how lame hurricane chasing is because all you do is go drive in front of where it's going to make landfall and just sit there boring and how difficult it is to chase tornadoes uh technically all the challenges and he thinks that we're morons and we never get to see anything but he almost kind of guarantees it so when it comes to hurricane chasing i think that it's fair to say that the 2020s have been the uh, the the decade so far of the hurricane chaser, right? The the proliferation of tons of young storm chasers going out there and, and, and putting themselves in the path of a hurricane. So two part question: um, is that is that insanity to be chasing hurricanes? Do you have do you want to get into it yourself? Have you ever done it? Uh, let's start, Hank, with you. What, talk talk about hurricanes. I live in Houston, so we get hurricanes, and I chase those, and they're no fun. You know, I I. And, and I would like to chase some of these big uh, hurricanes, especially to see the stadium effect. That's that's on the bucket list. I want to see the inside mm. an eye. I don't know if I want to endure what it takes to get inside the eye mm. wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually by the by hurricane season, you know, because we do tornadoes, you know, it starts in February down here. And then, you know, I come home in July and then it's moving into Arizona for monsoons. I'm tired. I want to be home, you know, and, and then, you know, we always go to Asia every year. So it's like, <laughs> like, like Mike said, something's got it. You want to do it all, but if you pick this up, you've something else has got to give. And so I tend to let the hurricane slide, but I, w- I would like to do it. I think. So if it's <laughs> if you're, Texas, if you're, are, are you in or, or maybe, well, I mean, I didn't chase the uh, Harvey when it came and that was oh, cat, okay. what cat four or was it right? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't yeah, a Cat Five, but it, 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 I think it was still the most expensive hurricane in in U.S. history. I, I believe I, I could right. be wrong. So we were already getting crazy models saying that we were going to get 25 inches of rain, and I was like, no. But and it was like right over Houston. I thought, you know what? I better stay here and watch over mom and and, and my wife. Just I almost went to that one because it was so close, but I thought I'd better stay here because I don't want to be separated if their house, if they're floating. Um, Hank, if you've got a pen and, and paper. And go ahead, Scott. And you do, but we lost him. So, so, so Dan, have, Daniel, how about you? Yeah. I, I want to, Daniel, find out. Because, again, I, I don't think we're amongst a whole lot of uh, hurricane chasers, but it does seem like that's been picking up and, and hurricanes can, yeah aren't really photogenic um they're messy i mean i chase low pressure systems here for news for content winds debris they're not fun they're they're wet they're cold they're miserable <laughs> and hurricanes go for long periods of time and think about logistics everyone sees the hurricane videos and sees the roof being ripped off and but they don't sort of realize that they're loading up like days and days with the fuel and food and i mean Bathroom breaks and say the stairwell of a, of a parking garage doesn't really seem overly glamorous. You got to think about those. That thirty seconds of video or two minutes of video isn't the most glamorous of what's required. I mean, like look at Hank's videos. Look at Mike's productions. Two years of work are going to these things just to get a seven-minute video 
and it's horrible. It's not comfortable. <laughs> it's dangerous. But here's the most important thing is there's no out. If, if you're picking a parking garage, because I've spoken to Mike Tyson, I've spoken to a lot of people about hurricane chasing. I would like to try it one day, but if you go, uh-oh, bad position, let's reposition. <laughs> there is no reposition. That's it. You're, you're stuck. So if the, the structure you're in collapses around you, that's it. You're, you're slowly waiting to die. That doesn't sound like a good idea for fun. I want an out. You want to, same with tornado chasing, you, you want to, you, or storm spotting, or storm chasing, you want a way out. You want a way to get to safety. You can't do that during hurricane chasing. So a lot of research goes into it, and there's no escape. I, I got to get you and Morgerman together to, to duke it out a little bit. But, uh, Mike, I know you're not a hurricane chaser either, but obviously no. there's there seems to be a pickup of hurricane chasers lately, and maybe it's this younger generation uh, since COVID that's come a, come yeah. across. But I mean, I don't I, – I feel like I've seen a lot of people going, you know, chasing them for a while. It's funny because that Hank mentioned Harvey because that was the only one that I – almost drove out for because oh, no like, that's not that far from <laughs> phoenix like 12 14 hour drive out there and i can but like daniel said there's a lot of prep that goes into it honestly i don't i think it takes a certain kind of person to want to do that you you are there really to experience the power of of, of winds and rain and i mean like i don't know that that i would like to sit in a parking garage where I'm safe and experience it one time. I would, the stadium effect is really, <laughs> that's all I really would care about seeing. Um, uh, what's his name? Doug Keesling's photo of the, I think Michael, the eye with all the trees down on the road was bonkers. Amazing from a few years ago. Um, that's what I would want to see, but, but, uh, but otherwise, you know, it, it, it's a lot. It they always happen when like Hank says, I've got other stuff. I, I'm exhausted. I chase from maybe late April all the way usually into early October, spring, and then the monsoon. And and like last year, the monsoon was insane. Not this summer, but the summer before in 2022. I think chase like 45 days across, you know, of the summer. And once October hit, I'm tired. I'm old. I'm about to. <laughs> I, I, I'm about to turn 49 in February, and I love and yeah, you know, I love my kids, and I I need a break. So. Thinking about everything I got to do to pack up and and go get uh, footage of a hurricane that there are dozens of other chasers already filming. Like, it's kind of like the drone thing. Like, hey, some other people love it and they're really good at it. I'm gonna let them do it. So awesome we, we better get these old guys to bed. So we'll <laughs> we'll kind of keep moving forward. But tell you what, if you love Stormfront freaks, there is a global community of thousands of weather enthusiasts you'll want to join. It's the American Meteorological Society's Weather Band. It's at amsweatherband.org. You can connect with uh, weather enthusiasts from all over the world, as well as over 10,000 members of the AMS. You can also swap questions, uh, data, stories with researchers, uh, broadcasters, storm chasers, and more. It's all at AMS Weather Band, where you can join interactive weather webinars, test your trivia knowledge. Greg, you might uh, you might want to test your trivia knowledge. Mm -hmm. you, you can uh, enter storm chasing photos, which you all would probably um, have have a you know at least a good showing, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, or you can attend the annual Jamposium. So Weather Band, it's a place to nurture and share your love of weather. And here's the neat thing. You can get full membership for just $12 a year. Uh, you just got to go to amsweatherband.com.
www.chasersafetytips.org. So we're going to take a short break for a chaser safety tip, and we'll be right back with Hank, Daniel, and Mike. So stay tuned. It's time for this edition of Stormfront Freaks Podcast, Storm Chaser Safety Tip. Join retired fire battalion chief Randy Denzer, EMA director Eddie Aldrin, and police officer Eric Fox as we discuss some of the most common storm chaser safety pitfalls to avoid. So we're covering storm chaser safety tips. I'm with Eddie Aldrin. He's a former law enforcement officer and a current storm chaser and director of emergency management for Nemaha County in Kansas. Eddie, let, let's talk a little bit about um, sleeping in our vehicles. So a lot of storm chasers to save money. Uh, it's it's easy thing to do is pack up and, and also be prepared to uh, spend the night in the back of your vehicle or maybe just in your driver's seat. But let's talk about from a safety standpoint, what are some things that if someone chooses to do that, what are some safety items they should be looking out for or aware of if they're going to do that? Well, we all know that storm chasers, I mean, the whole hobby could be pretty expensive. So money might be a little tight and we're having to not be able to afford to sleep in a hotel or a motel that night. Uh, what I suggest people do, and I've never slept in the car myself. I'm I'm six three, uh, so I don't fit in the back back of a car very well. That'd be tough. Um, yeah, finding a brightly lit parking lot, rest stop, parking underneath the uh, underneath the light. That way, it's illuminated enough that if you're in a spot and someone walks up on your car, it's lit brightly enough that people can see someone around you. With that being said, I would also make sure that other people are there uh, too. Um, you're not finding some parking lot where you're the only person there because there's something where to happen to you. No one's around to do that. Always lock your doors, things of that sort. One thing that I've had happen when I was in law enforcement, uh, and I, it was actually a storm chaser when I was a sheriff's deputy on the south side of Kansas City. Uh, we had a guy uh, notify our dispatch called our non-emergency line uh, with the sheriff's office say, hey, I'm going to be here. Uh, if you guys aren't busy later, um, it'd be nice just to roll through and check and see if everything's secure. And most of us uh, law enforcement officers won't have a problem with that. If we're if we're not busy, we can just do a quick drive-through, make sure you're okay, and uh, move on to our way and do that multiple times during the night, depending on how busy you are. If you're a proponent of having uh, weapons in your car, uh, that's another thing too, to protect yourself or, and it doesn't even have to be firearms. Uh, it can be a baseball bat or something else. Uh, just something that will give you a little easier job to uh, protect yourself if something were to uh, attack you. Good. Yeah. And, I, and I'll add too just some, some tips I'd gotten from other storm chasers uh, that like to spend the night near a hotel or in a hotel parking lot that's well lit. And certainly, as you mentioned before, people are going to be around or near a convenience store, like a 24-hour convenience right. store. You know, it has restrooms as well, but but usually well lit and uh, people on a regular basis moving around. So thanks, Eddie. Appreciate it. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The 
chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, we've got Michael Binsky, Hank Shima, Daniel Shaw with us. Um, gentlemen, one of our uh, good friends of the show and VIPs, Garrett Beverly, actually uh, brought up a good topic that I wanted to share and, and get your feedback. Uh, Twisters 2, or the sequel, kind of like Storm Chasers Roundtable 2, you know, mm -hmm. very popular and, and uh, uh, sequel, you know, you don't know if it's going to be Legally Blonde 2 or if it's going to be <laughs> like Empire Strikes Back or Godfather 2, right. you're never quite sure. But Twisters 2, uh, we know what Twisters did to the storm chasing community and how that uh, blossomed after that movie. Hank, what, uh, and, and maybe some of you guys are, are, have been involved somewhat with uh, some of that movie as well, and, and I don't know. But Hank, what, what do you think and what are you expecting uh, in the storm chase community from Twisters 2? Do you, do you expect to see a, a big increase in chaos and all that i'm one of the few guys that doesn't like twister and that's probably because <laughs> mute oh. him mute him hang mj on. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang, him hang on a second unfollow Blocking. Yeah, yeah. Blocking, unsubscribing unsubscribing <laughs> interesting hank that you would actually say that publicly good for yeah. you yeah i was uh i was uh starting to chase and I uh, was already going out and chasing monsoons and then Twister happened and I saw, I was like, no, 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 no. And it happened. Like, so I was like, ah, you ruined it. You know, so I had, and then of course the physics. <laughs> physics. What's that? Physics has nothing to do with storm chasing. Right. It has nothing right. to do with anything. Right. I like it's, the scene at the beginning where they're it's fiction. all just, um, lounging on their trucks, and then they look in the distance, and there's an epic structured supercell, and they're all like, like oh, not hey. even carrying. I'm like, this yeah. isn't real. Never they mind a two gone. day. Listen, Mike, a two day storm chase, <laughs> like two days solid through Wait, the night, through tornadoes. the next day. Yeah, no, it's amazing, <laughs> amazing. I always oh, tell I mean, people the, that the movie that yeah. gets the culture pretty good, um, but everything <laughs> else is, you know, pretty unrealistic. I love visiting the Twister Museum up in Wakita. That's awesome. So, yeah. are you are you guys at all concerned that that Twisters Two is going to uh, wreck things and get off my lawn? You know, new people coming I'm, in and I'm I'm looking at the cast right now for this movie, and I don't have high hopes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Let's just put it this way: there's there's already a lot of traffic as it is on the roads. It's not going to help. But with social media and what's already out there on YouTube and everything else, uh, yeah, it's. I think Twister's been on the T. Twister runs on like what TNT every weekend. If that hasn't, right. you know, I don't think a new movie is going to bring an influx of storm. I think unless the, it's a the, huge. I hit. think the, the the five or six of us might be doing more damage than we're kind of hypocrites because we're <laughs> yeah. we might be doing more right. damage yeah. in the actual films. So social media is doing a lot more to right. increase the awareness. But again, we, we, we covered on that. I mean, if it can cover awareness, if you can get some great local spotters, of course, I mean, the roads are going to get busy. But it's just factoring. Um, I suppose we covered this. We didn't really cover this on safety, on chasing. Hopefully we'll cover this later. Just making sure 
you factor for, for distance between cars as more and more traffic's on the road, know when to back off, know when to take a second route, know to, when to go, too many cars on the road, let's just pull back, it's not worth the risk. Because when something goes wrong, you want those extra few seconds, not just few, but everyone else around you. Well, Dan, Daniel, while you're talking we'll about that, that. Hopefully we'll cover that later. Well, no, I want to talk about talk about that right now. Actually, um, as far as storm chaser safety, it's 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 been something, and I think in in the first iteration of our storm chaser roundtable, which I think was also in 2020, um, we talked about chaser safety and and that that was something that I've been certainly trying to promote and push and everything else. And I will say this: Eric Fox, who helps to put on now the um, uh, the storm uh, chaser conference, uh, the National Storm Chaser Conference, um, did a great job this past year of really bringing in speakers that talked about chaser safety and, and focus on that. And I don't know if I'm looking and looking for it. So I see it on social media and I think, oh, I'm seeing more of that or if it's just because I'm looking at it. But Daniel, do you see any improvement in that over the last few years? Hard to tell because there's so many, just so many more chasers on the road. I think a good yeah. example would Locket, the Locket Tornado. Um, we're approaching it. This is after the um, incredible shots of um, of the tornadoes going through the wind turbines. I'm coming from the back end of the RFD. Um, I'm not going to go through a breach the RFD. We're just coming behind it. It took me two minutes in the same direction just to get back on the road. I wasn't comfortable of how we're approaching it. A, a chaser um, group got hit by it. Um, because it, it turned, um, I wasn't prepared to go through the back of the RFD. I just I pulled behind it just to see in case when in case anything was needed and lock it. We're coming behind it to see what was happening after. And it, the manor chasers on that road it took two minutes just to get safely back on the road in the same direction. But we also had another storm behind it that could have done something as well. So let's just say hypothetically, storm one, good example, case in point. Hank's Canton tornado. Hopefully, Hank can talk about that. I came from a white arc, three tornadoes, I think it was, one one being an EF4, talking one after another. It can happen. Just because it goes through doesn't mean it's not going to happen twice. Matador, Matador gets hit this year, another tornadic storm coming through after it. So, factoring not just the first storm, but the second or the third or the fourth, probably a thousand chases in there that all want the shot. What's your position to get out and how long is it going to take you? And is there going to be all it takes is one person to panic and be too close to make that one decision? And then you've got a thousand chasers, 500 chasers, 50 chasers lined up with a car accident with no visibility and the road's blocked. Yeah. Look what happened the other day with the fog down New Orleans. How many people dead? Was it nine dead, 160 cars? And that's just not ordinary drivers. Now, give credit where credit's due. Our chaser community know how to drive. They really know how to handle bad conditions. But all it takes is one person to be new, get scared. The road's now closed. The visibility's gone down, and we now have a wedge coming toward, towards us with another storm and another storm behind it. That is my fear, is us as experienced chasers, we have an out. That out is now blocked. So I'm now factoring for multiple escape routes factoring our primary route is gone. It's a scary scenario, but we've got to factor for the lowest common denominator. Um, and in, add the, in, that, the, 
yeah in the comments uh mj if you can pull it up uh one of our uh, uh one of our followers watching uh chris said uh, storm chasers the show on discovery every week during the late 2000s sure didn't help at all uh and and uh, you know i i mean i'm probably as guilty as anybody on this but uh, certainly, I think that that show and the the whole Discovery Channel phenomenon and and the reality phenomenon had way more impact, Phil, than uh, even Twister did for the amount of chasers that we actually see that, out on the road. That show is the reason that I even realized people did this. I mean, I right. I saw Twister and I'm like, oh well, that's a cool movie. And then <laughs> I saw what these people were doing out on the plains, and I'm like, I want to do that. I didn't know that that. You know, I didn't right. know there were people that did that. I, I've done tons of like photography talks, you know, stuff like that. I'm sure everybody has. And I always mention that like that. I have a slide with like read on it. The tick take a photo taken by Dick McCown when that when that tornado hit the the dominator and the, or whatever. And the windows blew in and Reed got cut like that is part of my main like origin story, I think, is that show was educational for a while and kind of taught people how, you know, how it was. And so. I definitely think it did a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. And if, if you think about uh, back at that. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry, uh, that was that was probably me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Greg. I was just I was just going to say, like, you know, if you think back to that time, uh, Reed was considered the the new kid, right? Like everyone else on that show were, were the old dogs and he was this new kid. And I mean, we're talking May third. Wasn't May third, nineteen ninety nine? Wasn't that his, uh, his his big, uh, you know, first tornado? And I mean, we're talking almost twenty five years later now. He's he's one of the old dogs. Yeah. <laughs> What's a thunder for? Oh, uh, hey, Mike, you don't know. Hey, that is the I sound. Do. I do. That it is time for our lightning round. Yes. So th this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we always yeah. get to play with our guests. And, and tonight it's, it's certainly flashy and brilliant. I don't know. We'll, we'll leave that to your judgment. But tonight, so, so we're going to play a game tonight and we're calling this Three Best Friends. We're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three yep. best friends that so, anyone could have. We're the so three, three, best friends three best that friends that anyone can have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. You're never going to leave each other, I'm sure. That's so the hangover, right? Uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good film. Good film. But anyway, so three best friends. So tonight's game show, uh, this is, we're going to talk about, and I'm going to go around to all three of you. But this is from Entertainment Weekly, and it's their top 10 pop culture trios. Mm. And this this actually, um, you know, I thought this would be like, oh, this is going to be good. And then I looked at their top 10. I'm like, this might be this might be a challenge, but but we'll see. I, I want you guys to th what I'm going to go around. I'm going to ask each of you to name what you think might what three trios might be on the, the top 10 list for Entertainment Weekly. And I want you to be thinking, I'm giving you a little hint right now, but I want you to be thinking like TVs and movies, uh, TV shows, movies. And, and Daniel, you know, you, I saw you on social media today say, hey, you're, you're, time-wise, you're ahead of all of us. Like, you're already into Friday. 
Um, but that's not going to give you an advantage because you're in Australia and these are a lot of uh, American things that you're, you're probably still going to be familiar with. But you didn't um, see the email. You didn't see the email from Greg, did you? Oh, I did not. What did that? What was that? <laughs> Greg sent me the answers by accident. I did not. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, he, he doesn't even have don't them. Don't he, doesn't, he doesn't know what the hell they are. I don't know uh, what they are. All right. So, all right, so what Daniel, I'm going to do. the first one then. I'm, I'm going to go around, uh, basically touch with all three of you. I want you to, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a family feud. I want you to try and think yeah. of what the uh, one of the most popular trios would be, and we'll see if it's in the top 10 list. I'll go around the horn. Uh, if we start running out of ideas, uh, uh, I'll start giving some hints. And uh, and Greg can help out too. You know, I, he's he's from Canada, so he probably... Uh, I don't know even what kind of TV shows there are. Probably Tornado Hunters. That's probably about all that's showed up in Canada, but uh, we'll see. All right, so uh, think movies, TV, trios, like pop culture trios in the top 10 list. Hank, I'm going to start with you. What, what trio do you think might be in the top 10 list of kind of most famous trios? It's going to be that Barbie girl. What's her name? Robbie? what's her name marco margot robbie margot Margo robbie is gonna be her her twin sister and their triplet sister that's, that's <laughs> no she game. doesn't know neither do i <laughs> uh okay can we, no can we go back to weather yeah <laughs> daniel we're, yeah you're next because you wanted to speak oh. up just now so uh you're next yeah give, give us I a got... trio I don't have one for you. Come on. I don't yet. I'm, I'm going to go. No one's sorry. I can't help you. All right, Mike. say Three's Company. That's oh, number one. Of course, it's Ex number extra one. credit. It extra credit if you know. Extra credit if you know who those three were. Name the John, characters. John, John Ritter. No, the one. characters. Oh, the characters. Chrissy. Yep. Uh, I don't know the rest. I don't know. Janet. Janet. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Jack. Jack. Yep. Janet and Jack. You got it. All right. So that you got, you got one of them. That's number one. Hank, I'm going to go back to you. Oh, you got another you're like chance to redeem Hank, yourself. Daniel, think characters. Uh, oh, think SpongeBob, um, the starfish, and the squid. Squidward. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Daniel on this one. Uh, we're going to do inter Team International here. Okay. And we're, we're going to go Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh. oh, hey, you know what? I when when I researched this, some other website had those three, like as it wasn't a top, it wasn't a top ten list. It was just famous trios, mm -hmm. uh, but they were not in Entertainment Weekly's top ten. No, okay. fail, All right. fail. All right, so uh, I'm going to go back to Mike since you got one of them. Maybe you can get another top ten. Harry Potter, mm -hmm. Hermione, and Ron Weasley. All right, you're looking yeah. the. Up. No, I'm not. Yeah. A, because that's number tipping? two. That's number two on the list. Wow. I'm getting some family assistance here. Like, Groucho, the Marx Brothers, Groucho, Harpo, and Chico Marx. Oh, that would be a good one. Uh, what? But they're they're <laughs> not on the list. I'll have you know, you just buzz my mum. There's repercussions okay. for that. Mm. Just lost a right. subscriber there. You got to figure out where I live. I'll just say hey, that. Hey, Daniel jumped in over Hank. I, I you know, I, I hate that somebody's oh. jumping in over Hank. Hank, give oh, us your next guess here. Uh, Dr. Sam Harris. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Dawkins. 
And let, let me Sagan. give you a hint. Um, uh, Star Wars. I was oh. going to say them next. Come on. Hello, no. Luke Skywalker, uh, Han Leia. Solo, and Princess Leia. Princess Leia. <laughs> that well, Leia. Leah, that's yeah, fine. I don't know we'll, if we we'll can. Give you... if, if we're talking technicalities, it's not Leah, it's Leia. <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah, you also said Picos Hank earlier, and it's yeah, Pecos, 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 Pecos. Well, that hey, if you're in Ohio, it's Picos. Actually, in New Mexico, it's it's Pecos. Peck, Peck, Texas, Texas. All right, Pecos. we're crossing a line there. All right, Mike, you, you seem to know all these. So, uh, what what was your next well, guess? You just after stole Star my Wars? last one. Now I got to think of another one. I okay. had Star Wars. All right, oh, start. Okay, okay. Star, uh, we'll go Captain Kirk, oh, Spock, and Doctor McCoy. Number seven on the list. Wow. Very good. Very no, good. I, all right, no, Daniel. Daniel's got nerd one here. I'm the biggest nerd. The, the three amigos, Chevy Chase. I can't remember. Chevy Chase. Who were the other two? Steve Martin. Steve Martin, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. That was good. That was nice good. Job, number That's... nine. Number nine. Thank you. On the list. And that was without assistance, I'll have you know. All right. So so <laughs> we're a bunch of dudes, guys. We're a bunch of dudes. Think of a TV show that might have three ladies in it. Golden Girls. Golden Girls, you wrote, in the, you wrote in the private chat to me. That's four. That's four girls. Oh, yeah, Golden Girls. Oh, there's two. Yeah. But but think think uh, think 70s. Facts oh, of Life. Charlie's Angels. Oh, that's it for sure. Well, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to give the bell to Mike. It's Charlie's Angels is 10th yeah. on the list. Why does Mike get the bell and I get the, the buzzer? Uh, I That was my mistake. He was expecting a wrong answer. I, I, <laughs> I screwed up. That's exactly, exactly what it is. He's got like, all right, so here's another hint I'm going to give you guys. Hank, I'm going to give this hint to you. Uh, think, think old school black and white movies. Larry, Curly, and Moe. And what are they called? Three uh, Stooges. The, the, yeah. <laughs> Three Stooges. Yeah, that's that's coming six. At you. Coming at you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that's six oh, on the no, list. You're supposed to do that. Uh, we, we, you got to do no. that. There you go. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to broadcast. I don't All right. So, so we have got one, two. We've got three more. And, and these I have really almost no clue. So I'm going to give you the name of the what I think is a TV show. Uh, and see if you guys can come up with the the trio, the three people that made this. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Who who's the trio? Well, Buffy's one, but I don't know the rest. Oh, you... <laughs> oh come I'll, on! I'll give you a bell for Buffy. Again, 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 it gets like the mic tick. It's like this is favoritism. I object. <laughs> Yeah, right. Mike's just getting the, the bell for no good reason. <laughs> Will, Willow and Xander. Buffy, Willow, and Xander on that one. All right. Has anybody yeah. heard of the bold type? The bold type. I've heard of it. Never heard of it. I don't know anything about it. All right. How, never... how precisely do you spell that? Extreme, uh, Extreme Storm Spotter David. T-Y-P-E. He, he knows the bold type. Did you see that in the, in the uh -huh. comments? No, really? Uh, All right. So Sutton, Angel's, Jane, okay. yeah. and Cat. No. And then the last one, I, this is something I know, Daniel, you're watching this all the time. The First Wives Club. Uh, wh <laughs> who, what's the trio in the First Wives Club? You I always have, talk about that. I have actually seen this movie. I'm trying to make Of I'm, course I you think, have. I think, no, it's a good movie. I think it's Bette Midler. 
<laughs> Goldie Horn, and I can't think of the Diane third Keaton? one. Diane Keaton? Meryl Diane Street? Keaton sounds Diane good, right? Um, so here's right? the truth. I think, I think like those one. are the like actresses. Once. Do you guys yeah. know what the characters are? No. I wouldn't have a clue. I've seen it, like, I've seen it once. Right. So it's, it's Annie, Brenda, and Elise. You those expect are... us to know this. <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect. I was maybe hoping... <laughs> that you might know, but anyway, hey, you guys, you okay. really did actually a pretty good job. Mike actually did a good job. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> That's who did yeah. a good job. And I'd like to I thank mean, my mum for the for the emotional support which you buzzed. There, there will be go, repercussions mom. for that. Just say so you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, good job on that. So anyway, uh, gentlemen, great job. I want to go around the horn and and let people know how people can find you on social media, find your awesome work that we've been talking about. Hank, I'll start with you. Uh, PecosHank.com. Picos. Oh, oh, social Pico's media. Hank, yeah, Pecos Hank. Pecos Hank this, Pecos Hank that. Very good. All right, Daniel. Uh, YouTube's the best. Daniel Shaw Storm Chaser or www.severestorms.com.au. Awesome. All right, Mike, you're up. Uh, just look at my name, Michael Binsky, on uh, YouTube, probably where you can see all the good videos. Do you want to spell it? It's right there on the screen. Oh, it's, we're not. We're on. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's O-L-B. video, but it's also audio. It's Mike Oldbinski, O L B I N S K I. Yeah, bunch bunch of old guys. So hey, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take our final break, but don't forget you can find Stormfront Freaks merchandise exclusively at Helicity.co. So Helicity is the dream store for weather geeks. They've got T-shirts, drink containers. And you can view our entire Stormfront Freaks catalog and more at helicity.co. It's the weather superstore for the freak in you. So we're coming back with some unbelievable tornado film trailers that you're never going to want to see. And of course, much more. So stay tuned. Janice Dean, Janice Dean, the weather machine of Fox News and Fox and Friends. You are listening to Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. All right, it's uh, it's our favorite time of the show. This is this is hashtag Weather Fools. This is where we uh, call from the internet. We curate from the internet uh, people doing dumb things, stupid things, things that make you go huh when it comes to the weather. And uh, so I'm going to start off with uh, uh, a few that I brought to uh, brought to the party tonight. And this first one, uh, Phil, this is going to be your dream. Uh, turn around, don't drown. This is a school bus. And of course, a Hank, this bus. is happening in Texas. Why do these always happen in Texas? A school bus driving into uh, a flood oh uh, area. And, and it doesn't look too bad here. Maybe it's maybe it's pretty bad. But watch what happens as we put this video into motion. 
MJ. I think it looked bad at bat, bat three. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does look bad. But it, as we put <laughs> it into motion, what, what's going to happen here is is literally the bus gets about halfway through. The water comes mm -hmm. up over the hood, and uh, the the bus literally gets swept down river. Uh, turn now, around. Go, go ahead, Phil. Here, here's my question, Greg. Look at the hood on that school bus. That, that looks like it's probably been through a number of floodwaters. He's or... done this before. Yeah. I'm going to say they're musicians. Looks a little rough. Yeah, I'm going to say they're musicians, and it's probably <laughs> they've ran. I mean, just to clarify, there was no kids on this bus, correct? No, it says 12-year-old. It says that the driver was fired and arrested for driving past warning totally. barricades, and a student was checked for medical by medical workers and released to their family. Oh, Twelve year old Jim, totally musicians. Uh, They're both this. musicians. They lied. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Those, that's it's a, a band bus. It's a band bus. Right. Well, band bus or not, a turn around, don't drown. And certainly when you're driving through Texas and you see those little water markers that show two feet, three feet, four feet, five feet as you're driving into these little gullies, you got to uh, turn around. And, now, and Greg, I, I will say this. I have seen now whether that was a real uh, school bus carrying kids uh, might yeah. be in question a little bit because of the look on that hood. I have seen, and we've actually shared in some of our hashtag weather fools, real school buses with kids still driving through uh, flooded waters and, and uh, just just horrible. So um, I'll tell you what, we're, we're going to jump to only because uh, MJ has frozen up. We, we've kind of lost MJ. Uh, we're, oh. We'll jump back to our hashtag weather fools here in a second. But we are uh, going to introduce, we, we've done this segment a couple times in the past, uh, but we, we're, we're kind of bringing it back uh, in its tornado trailer trash. All right, so so tornado trailer trash. What what's interesting about this is is these are going to be some really bad like disaster movies that uh, I want to share with you guys, and uh, you can see if this is something that you really would want to go see. Even if it's most of these are straight to you know DVD <laughs> or straight to streaming, to be honest. But you, you could decide if this is something that you you would really want to watch. But uh, we'll we'll start with the first one. Guys, this one's called Metal Tornado. Metal Tornado. <laughs> this sounds, that sounds like a, that sounds dangerous. We've developed the method of harvesting limitless power from the energy emitted by solar flares. The world owes you a great debt. You're next. A little bit of geostorm to, to touch it. The hey. I'm peeking over here. We have an anomaly with the magnetic She's peaking. <laughs> this was obviously something that we weren't monitoring for. Is that as far new as diamond Phillips? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Success. There's something weird going on. This was at the height, the height of his uh, popularity. Of I figure it was paranormal. I promise whatever happened today has a scientific explanation. I saw this uh, thing cut across my field, but it was swirling around with bits of stuff in it. What happened today points directly back to us. What we have here are a handful of locals who've experienced like something that's unexplainable. That's what the hell was that? We've got to stop France from going online. Shut it down. I have traced where this field is headed next. It leads directly to Philadelphia. You might be driving straight to the magnetic field. It's a chance I'll have to take. Everybody back indoors. I ain't going out there. It's here. Get in the church! It's, it's like magnetic. Get out of here. It's a magnetic tornado. Magnetic storm. Go! Jump! Get out of the car! Do you have the target data? 
vortex will strike in four minutes. No pressure. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Plastic bombs in the air. Look, vortex just hit Paris. It's catastrophic. Wow. Oh can Lord. I can oh. I just say, look, I, I love I love our our favourite cousins to the north that also answer to, to the King of England, but if that was actually produced by Film Canada, because I had the Canadian, um, <laughs> if Canada wants to say are you separate, us? I'm I'm just I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying if you want to separate from the crown, I mean I've got no, nothing blame against that. Canada. Yeah, blame Canada. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it, I'm sorry, that was produced in Canada. Did you not see the end credits? I just couldn't stop looking at the epic um, special effects for that tornado. That's all I was focused on. I never did you notice that? Like, did you like notice how they jiggled the thing? In like 94, 94, was it called oh, Twister? <laughs> it kind of had some 96. of the same physics, right? Yeah. I loved my favorite scene there, though, Phil, was at the very end. The, the car getting pulled into the tornado and, and you can hear the girl's voice. Ah! Yeah. yeah, it's magnetic. Okay, so uh, the next down. one, the next one is a disaster movie. I'm it's, giving it's... that one a thumbs up, guys. Sorry. I, oh, okay. the guy, so the guy who does my taxes, okay. like we, part of the ritual is we watch the worst movies and he always, I, I, I needed a bad movie to bring to the table and now I have one. So. I thought you were going to say your tax guy was Lou Diamond Phillips. So he obviously needs the work. Yeah. Sure. Well, Greg, Greg can sing Greg's a Canadian. He can send it to you. I'm sure it's only available by, by VHS tape at the local blockbuster. That sort of put the sign falling off. All right. So I've got another one. It's not it. I got, I got one more to share with you guys. Um, what is it? Is the actor Leslie Nielsen? Is that who it is that did a lot of those comedy parody? Naked Gun, Naked Gun, Naked Gun, like Naked Gun. Gun stuff. Yeah, he, he was brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so this is very similar to that. Now this is uh, it's actually called Disaster Movie. Uh, it's <laughs> no. not necessarily On related point. to a, a tornado, uh, but uh, I want to share this with you guys. You can let me know what you think about this one. I feel like I've heard of this one. Really? I feel wow. Like oh, Landscape should be good. Lionsgate, yeah, it's legit. Yeah, where it was. The whole world is threatened. <laughs> the whole world is threatened. So let me get close to the microphone. The lives are at risk as Daniel talks into the microphone. <laughs> Storm Fright Freaks on DVD now. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Iron Man. It's a tornado. Oh and don't forget to buy my two new CDs in stores now. Comes the most incredible, <laughs> most enchanting. Where am I? What is this enchanting place? Oh! <laughs> Hell no. That's a oh, little that's Hank. Hancock. No, that's Will Smith. Hancock, not Hank. Hancock. That's Hancock. <laughs> And so I thought, could a simple New York City gal like me really beat up on a pregnant teenager? I never back down. Is that your feet? And this is my baby's foot. Oh. 
That's rough. Is that illegal now to be shown on TV? Okay. Well, the, well, the rating the rating for your show just changed. Did that come out yeah. this last August? I hope not. No, I, I, God, I hope not. I, it came out in theaters, though. Isn't that kind of strange? Isn't that disturbing in uh, itself? Listen, I would watch that, Phil. No. I would watch Naked Gun. I would watch Airplane. Those are way uh, better than that movie. They oh, come on. Scary Movie, another okay. great one, right? Same same genre. Yeah, Phil, Hank's with me on this one. Okay, just just to make sure you meet the, the terms of fair use for copyright law, I'm going to offer this comment. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, the, the baby foot uh, out of the no, pregnant woman? Just, 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 just the whole trailer. The whole yeah. trailer. I Daniel, would rather see that. Daniel, have you seen that one. video, that movie where that guy drives into that really big tornado and the truck falls? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that was awesome. What was that person's name again? I can't remember. How, how do All I right, subscribe so, to that uh, again? If you're interested, if you're listening, you can uh, see those trailers on episode 196 show notes at stormfrontfreaks.com. We got MJ uh, back running the show in the background. So, great. let's go Phil, to your I'm other sorry. way. I was just going to say, Phil, that uh, at this point, after watching those trailers, nobody is still watching this show. <laughs> I still I'll have you know, people commenting. They are there's 8,363 people fully engaged and just out. I out enjoy this on more than when we talk about weather, actually. <laughs> Probably. Well, it's far more interesting. All right. We're going to get back into uh, uh, hashtag weather fools. So I've got a couple more left. MJ, let's go to the next one and uh, uh, let's let's try to keep this show rolling, Phil. So this is uh, uh, this is an actual uh, uh, scenario with uh, uh, some uh, uh, elk in a national park. Uh, cars oh, driving through and, in Canada. Yeah. And, and no, I think this is actually in uh, uh, I think this is in Australia. Australia. Elk? Uh, no, I don't. Australian elk. elk. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, the okay. point is, is that uh, people are letting their dog yeah, uh, get involved with these wild animals, and the people that are driving by are like, "Hey, this isn't a smart idea. Elk can can take down a, a wolf," and uh, people are, are are shouting at them, and uh, it's just a dumb move and a and a classic uh, uh, classic fools move on their part. That's that's for our hashtag pet fools. Uh, maybe Craig. it is. Maybe we, it is. We messed maybe. that up a little bit. That's for the good. charge. Uh, now this one you guys are gonna love. This is an icy step. Kids are going to school, and boom, Whoa. kid goes down. <laughs> and listen, what I love about this is that the right. dad comes to the door and he's like, "Hey, are you okay?" And the kid's like, "No, I'm really hurt." And then uh, so dad says, "Well, just listen, be careful." And so the second kid decides, "Okay, it's my turn." Uh, to go down the stairs and boom! Oh. <laughs> How are you finding this funny? I think it's sad. You know, I thought oh, it was yeah. funny that the second, like, the brother was just like standing there watching the other brother right. in pain at the bottom of the steps. He was just watching. <laughs> and and what I love about this, after them. The dad yeah, the dad won. actually says, if we had the audio, Mike, the dad says, Jesus. <laughs> like, he doesn't even go out often. to check on him. No, no. And listen, Daniel, you're saying what's funny about this? Kids getting hurt is funny. I don't care who you are. Kids I'll getting have hurt. you know, I'm I'm a trained first aider. I'm very good at it. <laughs> Suppose it's there's nothing funny about kids it. It is interting. You're listen, right that, that was, the dad doesn't do anything. Yeah, I'm just sure, I mean, there. To, to, 
TikTok obviously love it. They're making a business from it, but I just, that's my opinion. I do think if Daniel was the one falling down the stairs, I would have laughed a lot. Oh, no, that's funny. Him. I mean, that's, 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 that's make, let's no, make that no. mistake. This this one is also interesting. This is a group that's uh, uh, there's a tidal bore coming in, a big tidal yes. bore, and everyone's right up next to uh, to the uh, breakwater here. Uh, people are getting rushed away. You can see the way the 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 wave hit the hit the breakwater and came over and, and really nailed a lot of people. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah it did. caused a lot of injuries. And I think the message here is real clear. You you can't control nature. There's no way to do that. Uh, if you don't have uh, the the right knowledge and the uh, you know you don't, don't have all the information at your disposal, you are going to put yourself in harm's way. Uh, we see this all the time in in places like uh, uh, you know like an ocean front, a rogue wave coming over and sweeping people off of a rock somewhere. It's just not smart. People stay away from these. So that's uh, these weather networks. So that was in Canada. Uh, I think this was actually from Indonesia or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. That was, uh, it was, uh, it was Why was there so way. many people? It's like a cult. Why were there they so all knew many it was going to happen and they got their phones out, and that's usually when problems happen. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, not but, smart. Uh, but the person who got it right was a person standing back right, further right. away and filming a landscape. <laughs> right. And, and I think they, not, they maybe knew something was going to go down here too, Daniel. If they, they were smart, they would have had Daniel Shaw license it for him and make about a hundred grand on that video. So. <laughs> yeah, then we, then we could have sent a bill to Phil because he's just used it. But then again, this is kind of technically fair use, so we'll probably let him wow. slap us his friends. <laughs> wow. Yeah, don't get You're going there. Do All right, Phil, there. what All do you right. got for us? What so I've got, got this is from our past guest. So just the last show we had, uh, we had Vince Welty with us. I call this what? I'm wearing hip boots. And this was... This was a storm chaser that was uh, reporting on some flooding or something and was basically nipple deep in floodwaters trying to get a shot. He's doing a selfie saying, hey, look at these floodwaters. He has no clue what's under him in the water. Would you agree? Is the next next picture him having been submerged? It, it, I don't know. It's like he was there and then well, it's, well, it's that's the him case, in the hospital ho- with E. coli is probably what the next picture who's is. Holding the cam- who, who's holding the camera? He is. Well, he is. A it's selfie. a selfie there. So he's doing a selfie going, hey, I'm, I'm reporting on floodwaters. And he's, yeah, nipple deep. So I, and I, I would recommend that. He's that. got his Florida man t shirt on too. Yep. That's cool. <laughs> that's this, a- this is an example of zero metering a flood, which <laughs> really is probably not a, a good idea. So, all right, the next one. Quiet, guys, because, Mm -hmm. like, I I, I would be doing all those things. Like, I would be at the front (laughs) when the tidal bore hit me and knock me over and I, and I, and I'd be standing in the flood waters and oh, I, I, yeah, I'm with, I, I've, I've filmed a flood before. Like someone was stripped in the car. What do I do? Hank, we we like, established like the in door. the first minute of the show that you are a weather fool. So that's true. That's true. It's that we're already as there. As long as we're clear on that. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So this one I call fish NATO. Uh, it, it's a water spout photo of a water spout. And of course there's a couple fishermen in a, a fishing boat just, you know, catching Whatever they're, I don't know if they're catching bass or where they're at here on this, but uh, and there's a water spout in the background, and yeah, they're just fishing. Nothing, like a, nothing but a Kansas. water spout. Could be a farmer Addison, in Kansas doing this. Addison Green, I think, is the photographer for that. Might love the guy in the last video. The last yeah, video. Hank sinking to himself. If I was in that boat, I would be uh, uh, getting it. it up to speed and heading. Greg, I know you'd be having <laughs> going before I even thought of it too, because that's yeah, a pretty I, good shot from right there. I'm comfortable with that. I've seen plenty Absolutely. of videos of boats next to water spouts, and they all seem to be okay. 
All right, this last, uh, the last one I've got comes from uh, someone who's actually on and watching the show tonight, Luna Light, Christine. I call this one, looks a little windy, but it's, of course, some Joe Schmo with their camera that uh, gets a chance to film a tornado. And the, the tornado ends up coming actually right into the parking lot. So you'll start seeing here in a moment some some Uh-oh. debris flying up. Uh oh, I see it. I you see know, if you're Josh, at this point, it's bad. That car is getting a good ride right there, just following along. Yeah, look at that car right in the background. There's That's another a weather fool. Zero metering right there. That guy is just <laughs> constantly. And of course, it gets closer. And and granted, you know, it's not a super strong uh, tornado, but yeah, it's but, certainly... uh, but look, but look at that sheet metal that's flying before. Right, that could just land and shoot oh, yeah. person's back. Now it picks up, right? Huh. And they're just like, "Oh, look at this!" And and, and the guy in the listen... car keeps staying in the yeah, tornado. That's probably Hank right there. I think. <laughs> you know what? We, no, we Hank, need to talk Hank about been on the, the other guy. side with the one You know, we haven't talked about the people that when you're filming the tornado and there's this amazing, beautiful tornado on the ground, and they're just leaving. They just drive away. <laughs> Can we talk about those people? Like, you know, there's, there's a They're missing out. It's two miles away, and they just look at it and go, huh? And they just keep going. They probably stop to shoot a cow down the road, too, and it's all the same to them. Yeah. Uh, guys, hashtag weatherfools. We had a few there. Uh, episode 196 show notes. Uh, you can see all those videos. You can uh, chime in in the comments about them. And uh, uh, I guess we'll go. We don't have Phil with us right now, so let's go to uh, the Freak Fan. Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. Tom. At Hurricane City says, enjoyed this. I can relate to a lot of what he says about live streaming. And the biggest fear is other drivers. And uh, uh, that was in reference to our show uh, with uh, uh, Vince. Uh, I'm going to get the, the last name wrong, but uh, Willetti. Welty. 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 Vince Welty. Uh, so thanks for that, Jim. Uh, and uh, Nikki Marie also said, great show tonight. Always enjoy listening in. Was fun hanging out during the live. Thanks for that, Nikki. I appreciate that. Uh, and also watched from Liverpool, England. Everton Nan said, uh, Philly M64 said, I've watched from Liverpool, England. I thought Vince Welty was really informative and funny. Uh, so thanks uh, for that from Everton. And uh, I guess that is it for the Freak Fan Box. Listen, guys, uh, again, thank you to Daniel. Thank you to Hank and to Mike. Uh, this is, the, like we said, the dream team of, of Storm Chasers. Uh, we had a, a wonderful show. Um, episode 196 you can check out all of the uh the show notes for the hashtag weather fools and all the other little bits we'll have links for uh, uh hank and daniel and mike and it looks like we actually have big head todd is back phil back in the room uh phil i think we're about to sign off so uh thanks for joining us for the last few seconds of the thanks, show phil. <laughs> i had to take a piss sorry I, I had to go to the bathroom uh, i do i do want to say this our next episode our good friend Tom Nizzle, who's now the winter weather expert at Fox Weather, is going to be with us again. Uh, we'll be live Thursday, November 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central on YouTube. And the audio podcast will be available Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, so, Greggles, thanks for uh, closing out. But for Daniel, Mike, and Hank, 
uh, and Greg, and of course in the back, MJ and Garrett and Angela. I'm going to signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. You can watch our bi-weekly show live on youtube.com slash stormfrontfreaks and download the audio version on your favorite podcast player. For links to our Patreon team of exclusive benefits, show notes, past shows, new videos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our interactive chaser radar from our friends at zoomradar.com. If you'd like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.